This is Turf Show Times, uh, a podcast situation. Yeah, we got a little cracking of some cans out there. Uh, amongst me on a Zoom, here are three NFL, I would say, fans. Uh, I would say armchair general managers, um, all that stuff. But they're plugged in. You know, they really know what's going on. Uh, and we're just going to go around. We're going to do a first round mock draft. Uh, if you're listening to this, you probably like the LA Rams or perhaps the St. Louis Rams. And so the Rams don't have a first round pick. What are you going to do? But I'm sure as if you're an NFL fan, you may probably be a fan of the draft itself in the first round. We can start to talk about a little bit about what's going to happen perhaps on Thursday in the first round of the draft. And to do that, I've uh, brought three of my friends here to go through, and we're going to do a mock first round of the NFL draft. None of these guys are Rams fans, uh, but they do live in L.A., so that counts for – yeah, right? Uh, they all happen to be L.A. Chargers fans. Uh, <laughs> no, those We know aren't. that's not true. Yeah, I don't think I could get a full Zoom. We've we've <laughs> scoured we've scoured the city and uh, have found Naya one. <laughs> Not yet for LA. Um, <laughs> that all of us rooted for the Rams in the Super Bowl last year. That's something. That's true. None of it's us true. Patriots fans, I'm sure. No, they fucking let me down. <laughs> um, now I can't mark it as clean, James. Wow. I can't mark the episode as clean. Um, oh man, you should have said that shit in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> True, I fucked that up. Uh, so we're gonna go around. I'll no, just uh, lean into it. Lean into it. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. that's what, might as well at this point. It's the dirtiest draft you ever heard. <laughs> uh, mock draft, more like fuck draft. Yeah, there I was is. right there. I was right there. <laughs> Uh, uh, so let's go around the horn, so to speak. So pardon the interruption, uh, as we ask these guys, their names, their team affiliation. And, uh, I'm going to say, what's your, who's your favorite Rams player of all time? Let's start with Ryan Meharry. Uh, because as I look at the, uh, board here, he's in the, he's in the, the Greg Brady spot. So, uh, Gonna go with Ryan Meharry. Uh, well, what's your name, Ryan Meharry? Uh, who's your favorite team? Uh, my, name your favorite is, <laughs> my name is Ryan Meharry. Uh, I am a lifelong fan of the world champion Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, my favorite Rams player, uh, I'll say this: Aaron Donald is fast on the rise. He is one of the more most exciting defensive players I've ever seen. Yeah. But um, I will say my favorite Rams player of all time is Marshall Falk. Good pick. Uh, Good answer. Good answer. I feel like, yeah, Marshall Falk. Right when I was coming into my NFL brain, Marshall Falk was the guy. He's so the fun to watch. Absolutely. Yeah, he's amazing. Ryan, uh, you ever want to compare Marshall Falk to, like, Jamal Charles or something like that? Like, compare as, uh, like, style of play? They're like, in the same little – are they in the same little circle, you know? Uh – what do you mean? Like Priest Holmes is like I, a I feel like Falk. Priest Holmes and Marshall Falk, Falk were a little more comparable in style. Yeah. Um, where they weren't necessarily like burners, like could necessarily score from any spot on the field, but they were like great receivers, uh, like shifty in open space and all of that. Uh, Falk, or Charles, to me, the greatest Chiefs running back of all time, 
was a home run threat mm-hmm. anywhere on the field and a uh, very underrated receiver. But I would say comparably Priest Holmes uh, with Marshall Falk. Makes sense, makes sense. Um, speaking of comparable to Marshall Falk, let me go uh, down to the left bottom where Greg Gallant is sitting uh, in his home. Uh, tell them your name and your favorite team and your favorite Rams player. My name is Greg Gallant. Uh, I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Uh, I also would have Falk and Donald up there, but um, I, despite being an absolute Ohio State hater, I have to say Orlando Pace. Mm. Uh, what is it? Was it Pancake? Was it just Orlando Pancake Pace? Yeah. I think they first coined it around him, right? Yeah, Pancake Block. I think so. Yeah. Is there any other modern football player who has a stat named after them? That's cool. Besides Henry Yards per attempt? <laughs> no, Actually, there the should be a wide receiver who should just go ahead and adopt the Yak nickname. Like they should just go. It's it's a shitty nickname, but they should just just they should just jump on the grenade and be like, "I'm gonna go by Yak." Yancey Figpin was probably the closest who could do it, and yeah, he, he missed it. His, his window's closed. Yeah, I, I thought you were saying they should change the term Yak and just call it like Steve Smith Yards or something like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, the, uh, somebody should come the in. The receiver, right? I mean, I assume Rice just because he's the best at everything. Yards after they catch? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I feel like it would it, it would be somebody like a Randy Moss or somebody. Terry Rice. Theo was really great after the catch. Theo, yeah. I'm looking it up. Sean Jackson. Year, just this year it was Christian McCaffrey. See, because that means every because everything McCaffrey's catching is close. Yeah, only uh, nowhere to go but forward, you know? Yeah, most wide receivers. Uh, why can't I find? Probably going to be a slot guy, you know, like uh, mm. DeAndre Hopkins, maybe catching a lot of those shorties and, and making something out of it. That's my guess. Maybe not because Hopkins doesn't have a huge total yards. Yeah, I don't know if he's a yak guy. Yeah. Hopkins, are you a fucking yak guy or what? <laughs> are you a yak guy? I don't uh, think Hopkins is much of a yak guy to me. He's more of a 50 50 yak catches of all time. Welcome. Okay. Edelman. <laughs> Speaking of uh, white guys, let me uh, round this out with another one. Uh, he's below me in this Zoom that I'm looking at. And, oh, uh, okay. All right. <laughs> technically speaking, James Mastriani. James Mastriani. Yeah. What I is like your, to think uh, of us as peers, Ken. I like to think of us as peers, not one being below the other. Of course, of course. Uh, but as I peer at you, why don't you uh, give me a peer review of your favorite uh, team and your name, your favorite name, and uh, your favorite Rams player? All right. So uh, I'm a diehard Steelers fan, uh, just like Greg. I'm from Pittsburgh. And uh, my favorite name um, for a girl, probably be Angela. I like that name a lot. Uh, for a boy, if I were to have a son, I don't know, Vincent. Vincent's always nice. Um, I like Italian names. And then my favorite Ram of all time, I'm not going to be a shithead, and I'm not going to say Jerome Bettis, because I could say Jerome Bettis, because Jerome Bettis is my favorite football player of all time as a Steelers fan. 
And of course, he started his career as a Ram, and then they traded him. But I'm going to go with probably the most exciting and electrifying out of the nowhere, out of the nowhere, out of nowhere player I've ever seen. Mr. Kurt Warner is my favorite Ram of all time. Good pick, good pick. Changed the game. Aaron Donald's right behind him, though. He's he's from he's he's a University of Pitt guy. Um, So you know, I've got I've got extra love for him. That's true, University of Pitt, indeed. Um, Yeah, Pitt had some good players. They've had some really good players come out of there. Man, it's crazy. If you go, uh, any listeners here, go look up some of the greatest players that have come from the University of Pittsburgh, and you will discover how shocking it is that that team has sucked for so long You've and has been that. able what's that so you got Darren, dan marino aaron donald larry fitzgerald LaShawn LaShawn McCoy, mccoy curtis martin um Darrell, uh, uh, Darrell Revis, ty law it's just like none of these guys ever played together <laughs> i know that's the thing yeah um there's so many Tyler went to Michigan. We're just getting that in. We're just getting some word in here. Tyler went to Michigan. Um, oh, you know what? He's from Pittsburgh. My bad. He's. I, I think he's. He's. Oh, okay. uh, he was born and raised there. That's my bad. Oh, yeah, that's where the law was invented. Um, yeah. So we're gonna move forward. Uh, speaking of colleges, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna run this mock draft. We're just gonna rotate. Mock yeah. uh, Well, yeah, and so do I. And we're gonna be able to do one. We've, we've done one uh, recently. We've done a, a mock draft recently, and we each were assigned a team uh, or certain teams, and we had the same number of picks. Uh, this time, it's just going to be very simple. We're going to go very fast. I'm going to have the first pick. Uh, Greg is going to have the second pick. James is going to have the third pick. Ryan is going to have the fourth pick. And then it's going to go back to me, and we're going to continue like that, each of us making eight selections uh, within this first round. And we're just going to see, you know, what happens. We're going to see what happens tomorrow on Monday. The NFL is running a uh, mock draft as well. They're running a virtual mock draft to make sure that all the remote stuff will hopefully work as planned beginning on Thursday. Um, Just real quick. uh, Do we think that the draft on Thursday is going to be a mess? Like what? A mess. Yes, I do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't. I think they'll pare it down. I think, I think there'll be like one or small, one or two small little hiccups, and then the whole storyline afterwards will be like, "Wow, this worked really well." Like present, I could see maybe presentationally there might be some like issues, but overall, like it's such a simple thing that's happening. Like the draft is like there's a lot of hoopla when we watch it, but overall, like what it all entails is so simple. But what if we could we could we add, could we add in there like. When we say mess, do you think that through the grapevine of like coaches having to interact with GMs or whatever, like as things are like trying to like get information <laughs> across, you might just see like a player go in a very <laughs> odd spot or like several players go in very odd I've spots? That, I've heard, I mean, I think there was like a tweet somewhere that said that, um, that the mock drafts and all that stuff are way off compared to like what NFL people are saying and that there are going to be people that guys that get picked way higher than all the mocks have and way lower. That's what I've heard too. That's what I've also read. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like I, 
I feel like I hear that every year. But, uh, but like I, I, I read recently that um, there's a ton of people that think, uh, uh, and of course we'll get into it, but that uh, C.J. Henderson is a, almost a lock as a top 10 pick. Yeah. Oh. I, I think when I asked the question, what I meant was, uh, <laughs> and this oh, is yeah. so, like, uh, do you think it's going to get hacked or anything? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't think it's going to get hacked. <laughs> that would be funny. I mean, if it got if it got hacked, that would be who would hack it though? And like, what would they? They probably just come on to what? Like, fuck say that. something, say NHL. something stupid. Yeah. No. It's like, remember that guy who used to um, join um, like fantasy mock drafts every year and take like Tim Tebow first and then post the screenshots of everyone getting pissed off at him. Yeah. <laughs> that guy has teamed up with Anonymous to troll yeah. the NFL draft. <laughs> Um, I mean, we'll be trying. There, there will definitely be people trying to hack uh, the NFL. Sure. Draft. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I mean, m- yeah, maybe. I mean, this whole I mean, coronavirus maybe I situation I has been, uh, you know, if there's been sort of worldwide disasters that have led to this, I'm sure that the NFL could have some sort of mismanagement. What would you guys do? What would you guys do <laughs> if I managed to make it so the Steelers get the first pick in the draft through some sort of hacking situation. Uh, and it was this big controversial. Yeah. And, some, and the, the NFL is powerless against it. <laughs> they can't do anything because I've locked them all up like, like digitally, like nobody can respond. So everybody just goes through. Yeah. Have to accept it. Uh, so we're going to get this kicked off. Uh, we only we have a certain limited amount of time to even record this. So uh, we need to, uh, when we get started, I will say, like, if you think you know the pick right off the top of the draft, like, when it goes, like, let's, let's just say it. It's fast. Just, right. just say the pick. Uh, I'm going to have a limit at a minute, but if you can get the pick in in two seconds, let's do that. I would rather talk about the picks as a whole in the first round, maybe perhaps then – one by one. However, you know, we'll say something. We'll say something. I, I, cool. Let's, let's test your audience's patience. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's, see, let's see what they're willing to put up with. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, so great. So this is the beginning of the 2020 NFL mock draft. And with the first pick in the 2020 NFL draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Joe Burrow, quarterback out of LSU. Mm-hmm. Everybody goes wild. And on the clock uh, is Greg Makes with sense. Washington. Yeah, it does. It's a good pick. Uh, I, I think it's it's too good to pass up. I know – I think, Kenny, you had told me that you thought Washington would probably go QB, or, or maybe you said that you think you would if you were them, but I got to take Chase Young second overall. I, he's too good, too good to pass up. Uh, yeah, I, 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 th- I think Washington should trade down. I don't think they should take a quarterback. I think maybe there's, rumor, there's definitely rumors – um, but uh, Chase Young, great pick, I think. I think everybody would agree with that and why it's so common. Yeah. Uh, that defensive line would be nasty. Well, it's all they've taken in the last three years is defensive line, so it better be. Uh, yeah. Moving on. Like, this is – Chase Young is to uh, Washington what uh, Calvin Johnson was to the Lions and finally getting that position, area position right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, going uh, to James with the third pick, the Detroit Lions. Uh, the Detroit Lions are going to select uh, linebacker Isaiah Simmons. Ooh. Slightly um, high. Go on. I feel like um, – to me, I just don't see why they would – I know they just got rid of Darius Slade. I know that that's a hole. But also, you have a player in Isaiah Simmons who who just can come in and, like, kind of play a whole bunch of different positions. I just think that that's where the game is going. And I think if you can grab somebody with that skill set, why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. It's an exciting player to watch, I think, next year. <laughs> uh, yeah. On the clock now, it's Ryan Meharry, number four of the New York Giants. And if uh, you need some time at any point, anyone can just say, like, one moment. That's fine. Sure. Uh, I don't mm, – I mean, thrown off a little bit, I'll say this, that the Giants were ready to pounce on Isaiah Simmons. Uh, but you know what? The Giants aren't the biggest fans of Nate Solder, and they love the potential of Makai Becton. So that's who they are taking with the fourth pick. First pick of the tackle group, Makai Becton. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how those four uh, tackles uh, fall, uh, but this seems like a good pick to me. Uh, let's all make my pick really quick here for the Miami Dolphins. I personally ran a mock draft just before we got started, went through it. I don't, I don't think people are going to like it, but I personally, for me, for me, I think the Miami Dolphins, I'm going to say, select Tristan Wirfs. Mm, wow, really? Not a quarterback. I think I think not a quarterback. Worst yeah. offensive line of football. Uh, just so uh, that's a good, it's a good question real quick. Uh, so we're drafting based on what we think they should do and not what we think will happen. Is that the deal? Uh, you can do whatever you want, I think. But, <laughs> but I, I, I don't mind saying that I could see the Dolphins doing this. I don't necessarily doing what I would do. I'm just saying with all this, you know, all the talk out, like there's an idea that the Dolphins couldn't not draft a quarterback. I don't buy into all the bullshit, like everything's, yeah. things everybody's saying out there. When we read a tweet, like the drafts are going to be different than what people say. Well, then I feel like people should feel free to make a pick in a way that they right. think might make sense, sure. you know, because it does, if it makes sense for the Dolphins, then I think it's okay to say like, oh, do it make sense? Yeah. You know, it's interesting too, is like, I wonder, I wonder if they would like try to draft, if they would go in this direction and try to draft Jalen Hurts or something maybe later. Well, I think they have, yeah, exactly. They have two picks later on in the first round. They have picks in the second round. I I think they could totally get, and I think Tua is going to go much later than people say. I think that that's when we ran our earlier mock drafts, I had the Dolphins and I wound up missing, because I missed out on a couple of the top quarterbacks, <laughs> down, caught a bunch of guys, and then went. I think two is yeah. still very high. What? Uh, 
Oh yeah, for sure. Tua could go number two. I mean, I just my 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 feeling is low. Yeah. Uh, so going to Greg Gallant at number six, the LA Chargers. Well, man, I, I feel like the Chargers would be very happy to see only one quarterback off the board at this point. The only other thing I think they could possibly do here would be offensive tackle. Absolutely. But, but uh, man, I feel like maybe Herbert is the safer pick, but Tua has a higher ceiling. Um, I guess I'm going Tua. I guess I can't pass that up. Yeah. Tua's going to Yeah. Goes to uh, the LA Chargers at number six. Uh, well, uh, let's address the quarterbacks after the next one goes off the board. Uh, let's move on to uh, James, number seven, the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, the, uh, the Carolina Panthers are going to select. They have a pretty big hole here, so um, I think that this is going to be a good pick for them. Um, they are going to select uh, Derek Brown, interior defensive lineman Yes, from Auburn. Um, I was going back and forth with them because I know they also have a hole at cornerback, and I know C.J. Henderson is on the board. Um, not not and, just C.J. Henderson. Yeah, Okuda's still out there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit, that's right. Nobody's drafted Okuda. Too late though. Yeah. Is it too uh, late? Commissioner, did I lock it in? You did lock it in. You uh, I was still talking though. I don't think I ever said a I, I don't think I ever had really a period gonna, in my sentence. Gonna mess up I was gonna I say here. I was gonna say just kidding, and then I was gonna say Jeff Okuda. It's done. We'll just say that um this is doesn't matter. <laughs> Fine. You know what? Fine. Fuck it. Derek Brown it is. Derek Brown's going to be a great player for a long time. I had Derek Brown to the Panthers in the mock draft that I made just before this. I think uh, the Panthers select a lot of defensive tackles, and it, it, it does make sense to me. Uh, <clears throat> Jeffrey Okuda is officially the commissioner or the general manager of the Panthers would like to say officially they would have taken Jeffrey Okuda, but there was a technical mal malfunction uh, with the hacked. virtual draft. They got hacked. Um, they were they thought that uh, Akuda was taken off the board by Rush ah. by Russia. <laughs> Max Headroom. Anonymous. Max Headroom gave them Derek Brown. Uh huh. Uh, it was Banksy. It was fucking Banksy. I know it. <laughs> uh, speaking of Banksy, let's uh, go to the bank for the Arizona Cardinals at pick number eight with Ryan Meharry. How annoying would I be if I like it's like Justin Herbert? <laughs> uh, I mean, even with Patrick Peterson, Jeff Akuda is very tempting. But, like, when you get the gift of DeAndre Hopkins for only a second-round pick and then your next big hole really is offensive tackle, uh, the Arizona Cardinals with the eighth pick in the NFL draft will select Jedrick Wills, offensive tackle from Alabama. Boom. Good pick for the Cardinals. Obviously, yeah, huge uh... – could be a huge payoff for them. Moving on, the Jacksonville Jaguars are at pick nine. That's me. Uh, given, of course, even though uh, when we ran this draft, uh, the first time I had them taking Justin Herbert, and he's still available here, of course, with Jeffrey Okuda falling here to number nine, there's no question the replacement for Jalen Ramsey. The Jacksonville Jaguars select Jeffrey Okuda uh, at pick number nine. And uh, A.J. Bouillet. 
Yeah, both. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, two starters uh, gone. So makes a lot of sense for them. Uh, moving on to pick number 10, Greg Gallant, Cleveland Browns. Uh, so help me out. The, the Giants took Becton. Who did the Dolphins take? Tristan. Oh. Tristan Wirfs. And then who did the Cardinals take? Jedrick. Jedrick. All right, so then the Browns will take Andrew Thomas. Browns take Andrew Thomas. Some people say we'll be the number one tackle off the board. It's a very uh, – who knows out of these four. Do you guys – now that all four are off the board, do any of you three guys want to chime in that you have a passionate feeling about any of these players one way or the other? Yeah, I think Mekhi Becton is the next Willie Rofe. I think he's going to be a freaking monster. I love him. I like. I, I mean, I'm I'm the most excited to watch him play for sure. Of all of them, like a guy that big that moves that way. I watched. Yeah, I've watched like some of his highlight stuff, and it's awesome. It's like he he's one of those rare offensive linemen. It's like oh, like weird. Like weirdly enough, your eye kind of gravitates to them just because they're so good. Yeah. Okay, so I just got a notification that this will end in ten minutes. <laughs> so either. Oh. So either we, we might have to start a new recording uh, at that point, I think would be the only way to really get through this. So uh, uh, I won't stress it. Uh, we'll just pause this here at about 10 picks probably. Uh, moving on cool. to the New York Jets um, with James on the clock for the New York Jets. And are there any of the tackles? Is Tristan Wharf still available? Nope. No. He just went to okay. uh, UN5. Great. Um, then all the, the tackles are gone. All the top tier tackles are gone. All the top tier tackles are gone. Great. Um, then the New York Jets are going to select, uh, got to get a playmaker for uh, Sam Darnold here. Uh, and so they're going to select the person I think is the best playmaker in uh, at wide receiver, Jerry Judy, wide receiver from Alabama. So, yeah, Jerry Judy off the board to the Jets. I'd say we have a few positions that are kind of grouped up that people debate yeah. the, the merits. The receiver position has those three players at the top. The tackles have four players at the top. There's two defensive tackles. Uh, there's one cornerback at the top and then a couple right after him. There's the three quarterbacks. So it's interesting to see how those things are falling off the board. Uh, speaking of receiver, uh, the, the Las Vegas Raiders are on the board with Ryan Meharry. Oh, boy. As a Chiefs fan, I am a world-class Raider hater. Uh, uh, I'm going to do, do a throwback. Uh, this feels like a uh, – this pick is done – is going to be done by John Gruden to honor the late uh, uh, evil Al Davis. Uh, they're going to take Henry Ruggs III, the speedster. Mm. Ooh. Yeah, Henry Ruggs the third goes to the Raiders. Uh, yeah, very fast. Do you guys like the fast guy, the fastest receiver in the draft? Do you get excited for that, or do you think it's overrated? Overrated. I think, never, I think it's overrated. They rarely turn out to be good. Yeah. I mean, the early career of John Ross in Cincinnati is—he's, I feel like the last guy like that that I remember, you know. John Ross, and then like even going yeah. back, Darius Hayward Bay, like Tavon Austin, I think was kind of like that. Yeah, more just. I uh, think it's more about how they can control their speed, right? Like, like dudes that are able to slow down on a dime, or or for, like you know, 
Antonio Brown. I'm a big Steelers fan, so I watched him run routes for a long time. Like, he knew exactly when to go slow, when to go fast, when to, like – And having the strength to get off the line of scrimmage. Yeah, um, that's true, too. Looking here, uh, I'm on the board at pick 13 for the San Francisco 49ers. I think this is – you know, we, have, we aren't doing any trades in here. I think this, if the board was like this, it would be a fantastic opportunity for the 49ers to trade down because they don't oh, have a no, second-round no, pick. Disagree. I think they would. They would be if if the board fell this way for the 49ers, I think they would be. They do backflips. Backflips. They have two oh, choices yeah. that they would be so happy about. They would have to take. Yeah. Well, out of those uh, two choices, I think uh, the 49ers have to jump on the opportunity to draft C.D. Lamb, yep. uh, wide yeah. receiver out of Oklahoma, to get him 100%. at pick 13. Uh, add him with Debo Samuel. It, it certainly improves that uh, unit quite a bit if he turns out to be good. Uh, if C.D. Lamb falls to them and they get him and George Kittle and fucking um, Debo Samuel Debo. in yeah. their running game. Unreal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, hey, look, could have been a good trade offer. I don't know. <laughs> uh, moving on yep. to pick 14, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Greg. This is, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, Greg is frozen, which looked very. Uh, I'm not making out what you said, Greg. Can you, I cannot. Uh, I think that the Bucks would be bummed. You can't hear me. I can only uh, hear you sometimes. Yeah, you're uh, you're coming in a little bit. Breaking up a little bit. Yeah, maybe just shout that pick. Oh, no. Is that <laughs> no. What's the uh, box well, and we'll fix it. This is a preview for Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get that pick in there, you, uh, Greg. I think Javon Kinlaw. Javon Kinlaw goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, good pick for them. They just took Vita Vea uh, not too long ago. So really big interior. They signed. They re-signed Sue. So interesting interior for them if that happens. Uh, let's. Now this would be a pick that would want to. Now the Broncos would want to trade down for sure. Yeah, for, for sure. The, the Broncos. Uh, Denver Broncos pick fifteen. That's you, James. What do you think? Um. Yeah. You know. I think. Um. I think that the Broncos here should draft. Um. Cornerback C.J. Henderson. Best available. You got to do it. Yeah, I think that that's a good call for them. I mean, I, I know that, like, uh, they really probably want a wide receiver there, but um, I don't know that there's another one. I think the value is too high. Mm. Yeah, it's really another interesting uh, unit is the cornerbacks because Afri Okuda, you know, a lot of people do talk about C.J. Henderson the most as that number two guy, though I did watch uh, a little mock draft today with Daniel Jeremiah, and uh, he had A.J. Terrell going over uh, – C.J. Henderson. He did say that he had Henderson ranked above Terrell, but that Terrell was uh, more of a guy for the GM that he was picking for, and I kind of think that's interesting because other places A.J. Terrell is not even in the top three or four cornerbacks. So Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Who knows? Uh, going on to pick 16, the halfway point here almost for the uh, first round, the Atlanta Falcons. Ryan Meharry, uh, what do you think? Uh, this is a guy I, I watched all like a bunch of highlights from all the pass rushers lately. And honestly, <clears throat> the guy that stood out to me the most, who I thought, who I think 
looks like he could be really awesome is uh, AJ Ipanesa, the pass rusher from Iowa. AJ Ipanesa goes to the Atlanta Falcons. And yeah, another interesting one because yeah, some people don't have him in the first round. Other people would have him this high. It's, it's really all over the board. Um, yeah, I think he's dope. I think he's going to be good. So uh, let me pause this here. We're going to end this here since we're in the halfway point of the first round and I'm, we're about to run out of here and get kicked out of Zoom. We will uh, start this up here again uh, and be right back. I wonder how many people, now that you're like, everyone's doing it at home, do you think there will be any coaches and players that are just like uh, high the whole time? Absolutely. I mean, they're not, they're not, gonna they're not gonna kick anybody out for it anymore right if you could what a what nfl head coach do you think is the most likely to be a habitual marijuana user pete carroll that's kind of who i thought too (laughs) i'll give you another maybe surprising one because i know he's a huge party animal is bruce arians Mm. oh yeah. yeah i could see that Apparently yeah. he's every. Apparently he's like uh, the consensus. Like in the NFL, everybody's favorite person to party with. That's I interesting. Yeah, he's but the guy um, everybody wants at their parties. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's he doing? I mean, it's the NFL, so I'm sure nothing. <laughs> I'm sure nothing like, that like. Yeah. yeah, he's probably just gregarious, you know. Yeah. yeah. So we're back with the uh, second half of the first round. Uh, 16 picks have gone off the board. The most recently, A.J. Ipanisa uh, to the Atlanta Falcons, edge out of Iowa. Quickly before we start the second half of the first round, uh, let me just quickly go around and uh, see if you guys have any thoughts on what we've seen transpire so far. It really seems like, you know, the first small surprise was Isaiah Simmons going third, which you know, nobody would, I don't think anybody uh, would disagree that he's talented enough to go there or that the Lions would take him. But that kind of throws off the board a little bit from where a lot of the mocks are. But then the real big change here is obviously Tristan Wirfs going to the Miami Dolphins, I think. And the fact that a quarterback doesn't go there, uh, that alone, I think, can create a domino effect. Uh, and then obviously just a small one, I think, is that if James had picked Jeffrey Okuda at seven uh, with the Carolina Panthers, uh, I would have selected Derek Brown, number nine, with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, I think that that's just maybe a, a swap, uh, you know. There's a good chance. I was hacked. I was hacked. There's a good chance the Arizona Cardinals might have taken Derek Brown. Uh, the, oh. uh, they could have, for sure. They could have. Uh, no I doubt. mean, honestly, I, I do think he's going to be as good of a defensive tackle as Jeff Okuda is going to be a cornerback. I, th- I, think, he's, I think he's a really, really great – defensive tackle prospect any concerns with uh what people say about Derek brown which is that he is just really an elite run stuffer and not so much of a pass rusher gee mm, no <laughs> not really because i think that like that part of the game still exists today i mean he may not he may not have the same type of pass rushing moves as like aaron donald but if he was a, if if he could get you five or six sacks and like you know a good amount of uh, tackle for losses and pressures and stuff, that's still like pretty dominant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but I, I think he's gonna be better than like a 
Jaron Reed. <laughs> well, this is like that's the thing though. Jaron Reed's probably a good comp for Derek Brown in the sense that Jaron Reed, you know, was an elite run stuffer without a whole lot of pass rushing prowess. Uh, and that we've seen that the value on Reed is mid second round pick. And you yeah, know, he, he wasn't a big free agent this year. Uh, two years, $23 million to go back to the Seahawks. And uh, so you would think that maybe that's why they think Derek Brown is more of a uh, top 20 guy or, you know, because, but it's interesting because I, I, I wrote an article because Derek Brown had, he goes out on Twitter and he likes a bunch of tweets that say like Derek Brown is overrated and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that. I do too. <laughs> I thought you were going to be. All that motivation. What, I, don't, I thought you were going to be like, oh, he goes on Twitter and he likes a lot of porn stars tweets. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. maybe Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. I was going to say Mitch Trubisky's. All-time yeah. great tweet of "I love sucking titties." You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. So. Uh, uh, I didn't any, know about that. Did any, any other thoughts quickly on the uh, first round, Ryan? I was or just. James? Oh, sorry, Ryan. No, um, no, you can say James. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't remember your name changing to Ryan, but okay. <laughs> There's a time lapse here, man. All right. That's fair. Just like the draft. What were you gonna say? What were you gonna say, James? I was just gonna say I think like if something if this if this fell this way for the Dolphins, man, could you imagine like they right now they're still in a position to draft Justin Herbert, who they liked. They also were able to get you know one of the top four tackle prospects with that first pick. Arguably, I mean, like the biggest need, yeah. Like they, this could be if it fell like this the Dolphins would look like fucking geniuses. And they still have another first-round pick. Yeah. Uh, they have two more first-round picks. Um, going, two more for the next one. Uh, Ryan, what, are, what were you going to say? Um, for as far as what I'm expecting to actually happen on Thursday, uh, I was wondering if teams were going to play their cards uh, closer to the vest. Is it vest or chest? Vest. 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 You know, play the cards closer to their vet. It's on the chest, you know. It's the same thing, probably. Yeah. Um, and that maybe we wouldn't quite see as many trades uh, as uh, maybe in years past. Mm. Uh, now I'm starting to maybe think the opposite. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's going to be a, f- a few trades uh, teams trying to get into the top ten. Interesting. Yeah. I, it's, it is interesting. I think there's going to be teams also that uh, see this draft as uh, an opportunity to get out of, you know, to move down, to get picks next year and to sort of avoid uh, all of the what's transpired with not getting all the physicals and not getting all the meetings and the pro days and all this kind of stuff. And no, not knowing when the season's going to start or when you're going to be able to actually work in practices with your rookies that I don't know how many teams might be like, well, I don't want to, I would rather have value next year than this. And uh, that could maybe, and then other teams might be like, well, let's take advantage of that and move up. Maybe trades will look a little bit uh, surprising this year, just in terms of compensation. I don't know. Yeah. I think there will be as many teams that that have the opposite philosophy, especially if the draft are like this, like if Herbert started to fall, there'd be a lot of teams trading up into the early teens, I think to try and get him. you know? Well, which team Greg, do you think, is in the uh, in the back half of the first round that you believe would trade up for Herbert 
uh, in the early teens? Like, what, we haven't done any trades here, but do you see a team here that you think, I think that this team would have traded up? I mean, I think maybe just scanning through, I could see the Jags trying to come up from 20. Uh, it, I could see, I mean, it's definitely out of character for the Patriots to trade up, but they, yeah. they you know, UB, I mean, yeah. Uh, I've heard the rumor. There's been rumors about New Orleans trying to trade up a bunch to get one of the, get one of the quarterbacks fall. I could see that. Chance, perchance. Uh, great. Well, uh, pretty aggressive, you know, like Davenport and all that. Definitely. Maybe. Yeah. Indy from 34 would be the other one, I think. Yeah. Uh, but the Saints don't have a second round pick, so that's one thing that's gonna. Pull them back a little bit. Um, Ultimately, gonna fuck them. <laughs> uh, so let's uh, let's let's fire through the second half of this first round. I'm on the board here for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, several needs. I don't know exactly, you know, which one stands out uh, for them as related to the the board here. But I think there's a lot of different players here uh, I'm looking at. I'll just make a very, I think, basic pick and go with Caleb on chase on, uh, giving them another edge rusher. Um, uh, it's just, it's not maybe the, I don't know if it's necessarily the most exciting uh, pick, uh, but I'm just going to do it. So. Be interesting. Pair him up with uh, Demarcus Lawrence. I like yeah. it. Yeah. You always get a pass rusher. You can always justify that. Um, Greg, you're on the That's board. Forever. <laughs> Justin Herbert and there the Miami Dolphins do get Justin Herbert some said they could have drafted him at five but look smart draft Tristan got Wars. him right here yeah they got him at 18 this would have been considered huge for Miami huge coup. Uh, huge uh mm-hmm. pick 19 uh James the Las Vegas Raiders yeah the Las Vegas Raiders would like to serve select uh Xavier McKinney, safety from Alabama. They took uh, Jonathan Abram last year. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, so and I think their other safety hasn't really worked out. Uh, they, they've drafted a couple. They had um, – they've got – what's his name? Carl. Um, Carl Joseph. Joseph is gone now. Where's he? Uh, he was a free agent, so he, I forget where he signed. But he's oh, gone. okay. So their other cornerbacks, they signed Demarius uh, Randall, and then they signed LaMarcus Joyner a year ago, though Joyner could be playing in the slot. Um, Carl so. Joseph signed with, signed with the Cleveland Browns for one year, $2.5 million. Interesting. Uh, speaking of the Cleveland Browns, the Jacksonville Jaguars are also a bad team. Uh, and they're picking <laughs> – And franchise. Yeah, and franchise picking 20th, and that's Ryan Meharry. What do you think for their second pick? Mm, Good question. They, if this is how things fell for Jacksonville right now, I think they would try to trade down. But since we cannot do that, I'm going to say that the Jacksonville Jaguars will select Grant Delpit, safety from LSU. Ooh. Ooh. A lot of LSU uh, defensive players in this draft, I'm noticing, for the first time. But, uh, yeah, good defense there at LSU, the national champions. Uh, 21, the Philadelphia Eagles. That's me on the board. I think, you know, 
it's just very obvious that everybody uh, expects a wide receiver uh, for the Eagles to do that. I don't know if necessarily it's that um, straightforward. I think that there's, this is the type of draft where in the second round or something you could talk about it. Um, but I'm not going to mess around. Justin Jefferson, LSU. Uh, I'm going to yeah. put him to the Eagles uh, so I won't draw any ire for doing something besides that. So, yeah. He's so good, man. I, I, I secretly wish that the Steelers could somehow get him because he looks like the best slot receiver in the draft for sure. Yeah, James, you watched a bunch of uh, tape and highlights of the uh, receivers past just the top three recently. Who is your, yeah. favorite, who is your favorite receiver of all those guys uh, in those videos that you watched besides those top three? Um, I really liked, um, the, like the, the tape and film of, uh, Brandon Ayuk was one of my favorites. Yeah. I also really liked, um, uh, uh, Jesus Christ, who were we just talking about? Oh, Justin Jefferson. Uh-huh. Um, I like T Higgins tape as well. It's really fun to watch. He looks like a, um, um, I don't know. He kind of looks, he, he kind of looks a little bit Plexico Burrissy to me. Um, mm. I don't know. I don't think he's that long though, but, um, yeah, he shot I really like, well, not yet. He's, he still has some time <laughs> though. Potential. What happened to everybody's love for, uh, LaVisca Chenault? Injuries, uh, and not being able to check his injuries, I think is, is what I've heard. I think he's, I think he's the next version of Cordarell Patterson, man. I think he's just yeah, going cool. to be like, a really, really freakish, large, fast guy who can't really run great routes, doesn't have great hands and such. Speaking of Cordero Patterson, Minnesota Vikings on the clock, number 22. That's you, Greg. What do you think? Yeah, you know, um, I think they, they have two picks coming up right here. There's a few corners and a few wideouts in the mix. Um, I... I could see another LSU guy, Christian Fulton, but I'm I'm going to take someone that I took in our other draft that I'm pretty high on, which is corner Jeff Gladney from TCU. Jeff Gladney, TCU. He's going to the Minnesota Vikings. And now the uh, pick that a lot of people are curious about, New England Patriots. That's you, James. Big uh, choice here. What do you think? Yeah, I think um... – I think the choice here is I, I think they have to do something about their their uh, old front seven um, on the defense. Uh, so I am going to give them somebody who is very, very athletic, very dynamic player. Um, and, you know, I think is going to be really good. Reminds me a little bit of Ryan Shazier, Patrick Queen, uh, inside linebacker. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. LSU. LSU has been four of the last seven picks. Yeah. Uh, lots of good team there. I hate <laughs> I hate this world. If the Patriots get Patrick Queen, that's such a bummer. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, he, he looks really, really good. But also, the Patriots are going to be probably bad. Probably pretty bad. Uh, Ryan is talking, and speaking of Ryan, Ryan, you're on the clock. Uh, <laughs> the Saints, the Saints, we were talking about them just a second ago. Are they going to roll out Brian Hoyer? I mean, what are you going <laughs> to? Uh, the New Orleans Saints are, um, 
they're thinking about the future. I think this is a guy maybe they would have considered trading up for earlier, but uh, they're, they're stoked that he is right here at 24. Uh, Sean Payton thinks he can develop any type of quarterback talent. He's got somebody who has a lot of tools and uh, maybe could be somebody he could really tinker with. Uh, he's taking Jordan Love, quarterback from Utah State. Wow. Interesting. Jordan Interesting. Love developing behind Drew Brees. Um, yeah, I think it's uh, very sensible. Um, the Minnesota Vikings, 25, just took a cornerback at 22. Um, looking at the whole board uh, of that situation, you know, um, I just think that for me, even it's not going to be like the biggest need for the Minnesota Vikings, but I think it's just going to make their defense all that much better. Have, have one of the best guys in the locker room that they could possibly have. I just want to do it for them. So uh, the Minnesota Vikings select Kenneth Murray linebacker out of Oklahoma. <laughs> ah, okay. Interesting. Just a great player. And a great uh, teammate, and I think uh, would be a great Viking uh, to improve That's their what team. I, want to <laughs> I think he's going to be in this imaginary thing. Uh, Twenty-six Miami Dolphins. That's you, Greg. Yeah. So we've got a tackle. We've got Herbert. I think. Let's. See. We would have probably. Probably like to get a safety if McKinney and Delpit weren't both off the board here. So I'm going to say they I'd probably prioritize getting a, a weapon for, for Mr. Herbert and give him ooh, a couple tough calls here. I'm going to say T. Higgins from Clemson. Ooh. Ooh, okay. Making our mark about who we think the uh, next best receiver here is, and this is a huge, this is a huge chunk of players in that second tier of receivers, uh, as far as what I've seen. Yeah, um, Rieger, Mims, Ayuk, absolutely. Michael Pittman, Hamler, um, James. And I'm between two different picks here for for the Seahawks because I know they need uh, edge help. And I also know that they need offensive line help, right? So I've been going back and forth between these two players, these two positions. But I'm instead of the steady Eddie, I'm going to give uh, you guys somebody who I think maybe has a little bit more um, of an opportunity to be have a higher ceiling. Uh, so I'm going to give you guys – I'm going to try to pronounce his name. Edge rusher, Yatur Gross Matos from Penn State. Mm. Yeah, the Vikings were thinking about him. Yatur Gross Matos uh, goes to the Seattle Seahawks um, for them to try and, you know, do. How do you feel about that, Ken? <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't feel any way about. I just don't really know anything about uh, any of these edge rushers that well. So yeah. Um, outside of uh, the very obvious one, who is your guys? I know that you know we've talked about AJ Benisa, Yetter Gross Matos. Do you guys have any favorites uh, of those edge players outside of Chase Young? 
I like Zach Bond as well. Um, yeah, I like, like I said, I, I like Ipanisa the best. Uh, my second best is then Gross Matos, uh, then Chason, and then Curtis Weaver. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I really like uh, Yotur Gross and I, I, uh, Matos, and uh, I also like Zach Braun. I like Josh Uke a little bit later. Too, yeah, seems. I like him as well. I was about to say him. Well, I mean, yeah, and we don't do trades here, but you know, the Seahawks uh, will probably trade down, and we'll and we'll see what they what they do at that point. Uh, Ryan, twenty eight, Baltimore Ravens. They always draft well. It seems like. Uh, what would you like to do here? Um, this might be an area where they would not be mad about trading down, but I think. Hmm. Um, call this dead the, air. Yes, of course. Sorry. Uh, so, okay. The, the Baltimore Ravens, they want to give Lamar Jackson another weapon. Uh, they wouldn't mind adding maybe a little more speed on, on offense. They're going to select uh, Jalen Rieger, wide receiver from TCU. Bam. Interesting. Uh, okay. Back-to-back first-round receivers uh, for Baltimore. Um, pairing him with Hollywood. He looks like Steve Brown. Smith a little bit. If you uh, watch him play, like he, he, he looks like he plays like he's huge, but he's not. Uh, Jalen Rieger. Moving on to the Tennessee Titans, uh, pick 29. I will give them uh, another offensive lineman to um, – build next to uh, Taylor Lewan since they've lost Jack Conklin. I think that, uh, you know, this seems to be a pretty good class of second tier offensive linemen. So I'm going to have them pick Josh Jones out of Houston um, to develop as uh, a right tackle of the future of right now, actually, Uh, because they're going to miss Jack Conklin and they've still got to protect Ryan Tannehill and and do stuff for Derrick Henry if they're going to pay those guys. So, Josh Jones. Uh, moving on to Greg and Green Bay at pick 30. It's interesting. Um, I feel like a couple of the wideouts they probably would have loved to take are off the board. Uh, is Zach Bond still on the board? Yes. Yeah. I'll take him. I think they, they'd probably rather have like a pure off-ball linebacker, <laughs> but – He's a guy who can rush the passer and drop into coverage. I think that's a, a good guy to have around on that defense. Yeah, Zach Bond, I see uh, moving up a little bit every day, uh, getting more of that hype. So good pick there. Uh, 31, San Francisco 49ers. James, what are your thoughts here? Um, yeah, you know, I am going to – I know, like, they got a wide receiver earlier, and who they get? CeeDee Lamb? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty great. Um, I am going to go to the defensive side, and um, I am going to have them draft cornerback Trayvon Diggs from Alabama. Trayvon Diggs. Uh, I feel like they're. I feel like you want to maybe try to replace um, 
uh, uh, DeForest Buckner, but also that line is already so good. Might as well like help some other areas. Yeah. Uh, Trayvon Diggs. The name also just kind of sounds like a 49ers cornerback for some reason. Trayvon Diggs. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, what a dream scenario for you. I to love be here. it. So happy. Pick 32, making a pick for your love favorite team. Love picking at 32, baby. Love picking at 32. Picking the last one because they won the Super Bowl. Uh, wow. you, first of all, first of all, you this, know, say how you like how you like it if this was the board for the Chiefs, and then what is what is your pick? Um, the Chiefs. First off, I will say that this has been one of the those little moments, you know, where it like sinks in a little more that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, <laughs> uh-huh. and uh, th- this is very nice. Um, if the Chiefs, uh, I think if uh, the board fell this way, the Chiefs would definitely want to trade back. But they, uh, we're not we're not angry right now with how things have uh, turned out here. Uh, our we're trying to decide really between our two biggest positions of need, uh, which there's some good talent here, uh, both at cornerback and interior offensive line. Um, the Chiefs are going to go with uh, Cesar Ruiz center from uh, his school. What is the uh, what is the current situation at center for the Chiefs? Uh, and um, yeah, did, did you feel like this was uh, a lot of people are split on if there is uh, like a lot of good interior linemen here? Uh, I think the Chiefs, well, uh, the Chiefs don't just have a need at center. They have um, left guard to do some improvement also. And so I think uh, Ruiz's versatility will pro- would probably maybe catapult him over Fulton. Uh, the Chiefs drafted a cornerback in the sixth round last year who got on the field a bit, Rashad Fenton, that I think they like a lot. So I could see them maybe giving him a chance. They brought back Rashad Breland. Uh, Charvarius Ward is a maybe most underrated cornerback in football. Uh, and uh, I think the Chiefs might, like, are pretty okay with their secondary. So I think interior offensive line is maybe the biggest uh, position of need, and Cesar Ruiz is the best uh, best in the draft. Um, so I'm going to quickly recount uh, the first round here uh, for everybody listening and for our three uh, guests here. And we can just give our thoughts, um, starting with number one, the Bengals select Joe Burrow. Number two, Washington selects Chase Young. Number three, the Lions select Isaiah Simmons. Number four, the Giants select Makai Becton. Number five, the Dolphins select Tristan Wirfs. Number six, the Chargers select Tua Tagovailoa. Number seven, the Carolina Panthers select Derek Brown. Number eight, the Cardinals select Jedrick Wills. Number nine, the Jaguars select Jeffrey Okuda. Number 10, the Browns select Andrew Thomas. Number 11, the Jets select Jerry Judy. Number 12, the Raiders select Henry Ruggs. Number 13, the Niners select CeeDee Lamb. Number 14, the Bucks select Javon Kinlaw. Number 15, the Broncos select CJ Henderson. Number 16, the Falcons select AJ Apinisa. Number 17, Dallas Cowboys select Caleb on Chason. Number 18, the Dolphins get Justin Herbert. 19, Raiders Xavier McKinney. 20, Jaguars Grant Delpit. 21, Eagles Justin Jefferson. 22, Vikings Jeff Gladney. 23, Patriots Patrick Queen. 24, Saints Jordan Love. 25, Vikings Kenneth Murray. 26, Dolphins T. Higgins. 27, Seahawks Getter Gross Matos. 28, Ravens Jalen Rieger. 
29, Titans, Josh Jones. 30, Packers, Zach Bond. 31, Niners, Trayvon Diggs. And 32, Chiefs, Cesar Ruiz. Uh, I'm going to quickly go around, and I just want to ask you guys, what was your favorite pick that you made where you're like, oh, I feel really good about this. I made such a good pick for this team. It's a good-looking pick. And, and what was maybe your favorite pick that somebody else made, uh, starting with you, James? Um. I think my favorite pick that uh, I made is probably Isaiah Simmons to the Lions. Um, I think it's uh, I think it's a surprising pick that takes the team forward into the future, gives that defense versatility. And I think my favorite pick that somebody else made um, is the Dolphins getting Justin Herbert at 18, probably. I mean, I don't know if that's – I guess that's not really fair. Um, Why would you say it's fair. not fair? It's fair. Because that's kind of like how it fell. Uh, yeah, I mean, it fell that way, so. I mean, I don't – I mean, I don't know that it would personally find it – I would not personally find it surprising to see Justin Herbert at 18 just because uh, we often see – you know, Aaron Rodgers or uh, Brady Quinn or whatever, like it just happens. And Justin Herbert doesn't feel like uh, he doesn't feel like he's talked about as a lock to me for the top five or the top 10. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say that? Yeah, I think so. I think somebody will trade up for him, but uh, yeah, right. We didn't have trades. We didn't have trades. Yeah. Um, uh, Ryan, your favorite pick that you made and your favorite pick that somebody else made. Uh, I think. My favorite pick that I made and my favorite pick that somebody else made are the back-to-back picks. Uh, Jedrick Wills at eight for the Cardinals. Just seems like a solid slam dunk. That's going to work out. Um, And then I liked uh, getting Jeffrey Okuda at nine. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, again, it uh, worked out luckily for for the Jaguars on that one. And uh, again, like, yeah, I think – those players, all three of those players, but it's uh, Brown and Akuda went lower than I think most people are, are saying that they will. Uh, but I think also it wouldn't be surprising for th- those shifts to happen, those small shifts. Uh, Greg, your favorite pick that you made and your favorite pick that somebody else made? I mean, I think obviously Herbert for the Dolphins is a huge uh, coup. Um, yeah, I think I think it was a great draft for the Florida teams here because I, my favorite pick someone else made is probably Okuda to the Jags. But also I think Jerry Judy to the Jets is is big. That was who yeah. they got, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think he's the real fucking deal. That was my pick, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I would say that – my favorite pick that I made uh, would be Tristan Wirfs to the Dolphins just because they did wind up with Justin Herbert. Uh, and there's no way – the only way that the Dolphins can wind up with one of these top tackles is by trading up from 18 or uh, doing it at five. So uh, I think they can do it at five and not – but they've got 14 picks in the draft this year. So they've got to – be looking into trade up because so many teams are also looking for second round picks and third round picks right now. The Dolphins have those too. So uh, I could see the Dolphins probably even trading up from five or, or trading up from 18. Uh, but I think they, they should really try and come away with a tackle. And, and my favorite pick that uh, somebody else made uh, would 
probably be uh well Justin Herbert, you know, for for the Greg to to solidify that uh that second pick there and getting the quarterback. But I also really liked Patrick Queen to the Patriots. Ugh, yeah. You know, really worked Fuck out. That there. Shit. <laughs> uh all right, final thoughts uh on this first round and um anything else that you're thinking about going into Thursday's draft, Ryan? Uh, I thought everything uh, good, reasonable draft, like good, uh, smart decision making. Like, uh, yeah, I thought we, uh, I thought we did a good job. So kudos. <laughs> uh, as far I'll, I'll say this, I'm so excited for the draft on Thursday. What are you most looking forward to seeing given the, the circumstances this year? Are you most looking forward to seeing a huge fuck up a fuck up are you most looking forward to see like uh people at home you know like players homes and coaches homes like what what exactly are you most looking forward to um a few i mean personally just like an event like something that just feels like an event that is uh like got some drama to it that's sort of like not having any sort of real stakes in it just something that just it feels like a good distraction yeah. so that's what i'm most excited for um second uh yeah i don't want it to be a screw up i want it to be great and fun and entertaining and i think watching like the kids get it at home like i like receiving the good news will be fun also the surrealness of getting to see uh roger goodell's basement (laughs) great like roger goodell speaking in his basement i hope i I imagine it's at a podium uh-huh. Like so, him speaking at a podium with no one to no one would be would be really great. And I yeah. hope he's sued somehow. Uh, I've got a less than five minute countdown right now for this. So uh, quickly, uh, Greg, your thoughts on this draft and and the upcoming real draft? I mean, I think obviously in this draft, having the limitations of of no trading made it probably fairly different, but it seems like a lot of teams had some great stuff fall into their lap. The Patriots, the Jags, the Dolphins. Uh, uh, I even think I'd, I'd be happy as the Browns, even though it was the fourth of the tackles taken to get any of those guys. So I think Thomas is going to be big for them. Uh, yeah, I think it just like, like every year where these quarterbacks fall and how high people are on quarterbacks is going to, determine a domino effect that you know ripples through the whole draft mm-hmm. yeah and uh james same question to you uh so my take on this draft is um how i think after this draft the afc east uh i'll i'll, I'll say i'll exclude the patriots i feel like the afc east got much better in this draft because you've got you know the bills got digs then you've got the Jets getting Judy, and then you've also got the Dolphins just suddenly adding all of these weapons. Uh, like the AFC East, suddenly the future of it could could very much be anti anti Patriots would would make me very happy. Um, and then the other thing that I would say about the draft coming up, <clears throat> you know, it's the first draft since 1969 that the Steelers don't have a first uh, a first round pick. Uh, so it's going to be a little bit weird, but I'm, I'm kind of happy to not be tethered to any team in the first round. So I'm going to be enjoying like, Oh, I don't have to think about my team at all. So, uh-huh. 
yeah, well, that's one thing that the uh, Rams fans can relate to uh, this year and uh, every other year. So, uh, you know, the, you know, the Rams, Sean McVay won't maybe have his first first round pick with the Rams until 2023, which <laughs> maybe 2022. That's yeah. 2020. No, no. Yeah. Maybe 2022. Cause that's just the next one. Uh, but that's the first six years of his career where you won't have a first round pick. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. Uh, but that's, uh, that's it for this mock draft. Um, I want to quickly go around also, and if you guys have any, anything you want to plug, if you're still uh, doing a podcast, James, I know you got I'm Too and High. Are you still doing that show? Is there anything uh, you'd like to plug? Yeah. In? Just check us out. I'm Too High.com. We do a live stream every single Tuesday and Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific. We get comedians high on cannabis and have them do comedic challenges. So, so, so check it out. Absolutely. And that's I'm too effing, E-F-F-I-N, high. Uh, Ryan, anything you'd like to plug? Uh, yeah, I do a uh, YouTube live show every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday with uh, my good friend Dave Tooney. Uh, we, just, we do something different every time. It's a lot of fun. You don't know what to expect. Uh, on Monday, James will be on. We'll be doing a, a marijuana themed thing for 420 so uh, tune in it's called my own private kokomo oh that's right it is uh james's holiday tomorrow <laughs> 420 um and greg uh same to you any any plugs yeah um i co-host a podcast called first hand with devin field that is a bunch of improvisers and comedians sort of making up um fake history uh and it's uh, season two is going to be coming out shortly, but you can catch up on season one wherever you find podcasts. And if you're bored over uh, over the quarantine and you're looking for shows to binge, find Perfect Harmony on Hulu. Check that out. Perfect Harmony and uh, First Hand, the podcast. That's it for this uh, Turf Show podcast, first round mock draft. Uh, thanks for listening. And perhaps uh, another podcast will be coming at some point. Who knows? <laughs>